Today on the podcast, I get to talk with James McCann about his gap year. Now, James is a real guy's guy. He talks about skipping school in high school and not taking things terribly serious and how life is now different after taking a gap year and getting into the HVAC-R program at college. So if you want to hear about what it's like to be a server for your gap year, spend some time figuring out who you are and connecting back into the college sphere afterwards, this episode is for you. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast, where we explore the who, what, where, when, and why of gap years. It's real people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer, and today I have the pleasure of sitting down with James McCann, who's going to share a little bit about his gap year and what he is up to these days. So welcome, James. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. So why don't we get started, get to know you a little bit. Uh, Why don't you tell us three things about yourself? Uh, I'm James. I'm in an HVAC R program, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, refrigeration, Uh, I like to play guitar, and soccer is my favorite sport. Nailed it. Love (laughs) it. Okay, so you took a gap year a little while ago. Um, What did you do while you were on your gap year? Uh, Mostly worked, hung out with friends. Uh, Just kind of did like a little bit of just a little bit of everything just to see what I wanted to do after when I go back to school. Yeah, so I think that's really neat that you you were able to do a little bit. A lot of people don't realize how much time you can spend working on a gap year uh, to make some money either to pay for school or to to pay for different adventures that you're going on. So I think Mm -hmm. it's really important that people um, understand that that's that's a huge piece of what a gap year can look like. And what type of jobs did you have while you were on your gap year? Uh, Mostly restaurant hospitality, like serving in kitchens and mostly that stuff, yeah. And did you like working in that field? Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And so maybe you can tell me a little bit about how you came to to the decision to take a gap year. Was this something that you'd been thinking about for years and years, or was it something that came up last minute? So how did how did that process happen? Just uh, I didn't want to go back to school right away because I did it for you know like you go from elementary to high school and then like you go right into college or university or whatever you choose and I just didn't want to go right back into school right away just because I did for so long I didn't I started to take it less and less seriously so I needed some time from taking it because like you have to go you have to go you have to do this and I knew if because when you go to college and stuff it's you have to pay to be there so it's a little bit more serious and I knew I wasn't ready for that type of responsibility so I needed time to lay back kind of feel it out and just yeah 
I think that's really important. And I think it's it's an oddly mature thing to say that you need some time to mature and mm-hmm. to, to switch your perspective. Because I think a lot of students end up in that same boat where you just kind of take education and school for granted and you mm. just kind of show it show up or phone it in and you, you get into some, some habits where you don't necessarily take it as seriously as you could uh, yeah. and as you said once you get into post-secondary all of a sudden you're paying to yeah. be there and it's supposed to be leading you in a in a career direction as well yeah a lot of my friends actually they jumped to college right after high school and a lot of them just dropped out because they just were in that high school mentality of you have to show up, you have to do this, but it's like you should because you want to show up because you're paying for that. Yeah, and I think that's really cool that, that you can articulate that some of your friends kind of just made that transition. And I sometimes talk about taking a gap year, how it changes your perspective on education, because mm-hmm. sometimes we just think of college or university as grade 13 and grade 14 and grade 15 yeah. versus it being higher education where you're actually going for a specific purpose. Yeah. Uh, so I really like the the way that you, you were able to say that this was something that, that allowed you to take that time to shift your perspective on education. Yeah. And did you always know that you wanted to go into HVAC-R? Uh, no. To be honest, I still don't even know if I do. But it's definitely good to learn. Definitely good to have a trade in your back pocket. But, yeah. Yeah, and I, and, and you know what? Not everybody knows exactly what they want to do. And I think that's really detrimental for, for a lot of young people, for them to hear this message over and over again, that you should know what you want to do and you need to be on a path that's going to lead you to your dream job. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's not a really fair thing for people to be hearing because life is a journey and we're going to be constantly taking different turns left and right all the time. Uh, and as long as we're moving ourselves forward in some direction, it can be a really positive thing. So I think that's, that's really great that you um, are, are pursuing something um, and it might not, it might lead to a career and it might not. And that's, that's a really powerful thing as well. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? Uh, you said you were kind of trying out different things to, to figure out maybe what might be a good path for you. So what were some of the things that you, you kind of explored or, or looked at, or did you talk to anybody about their particular career path along the way? Yeah. Um, well, I like, talking to people I wanted a social job so I thought serving and all that stuff was really good to you know get to feel it out like talking with all that all the people and uh one thing with that was really cool is uh you meet a lot of people all serving you can make like a lot of regulars like had people come in they'd be like hey like is James here like blah 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 whatever and uh a lot of people you just start talking to and you get to learn a lot about them and I learned a lot about like other people's jobs and what they do and I get like that might be a little bit more specific towards like the serving side of it. But it was really good and informative just because you're there. And when you're working these part-time jobs, at some places I know like it inspired me to go back to school just because as it might seem bad to say, but just like uh, some people you see like you're when I worked at Metro, there's like 60 year old people there and they just like they're busting their ass there and like they didn't seem like they enjoyed it very much and that just kind of inspires you to like push yourself better but back to what you were saying it's um just talking to people a lot like going around jumping job to job just to get a feel of what you like what you don't like all those type of things 
I love that you talk to a whole bunch of different people because that's a skill that a lot of people are intimidated by is is having conversations with people and we are social people by nature and there's mm-hmm. so much that we can learn from people whether they are regulars at the restaurant or your uncle's best friend's daughter who might be in a career that you're interested in yeah. and the more conversations that you can have the more opportunities there is to to learn about what else is out there because sometimes mm-hmm. when we're in high school we think about what careers are out there and we think teacher lawyer doctor nurse police officer firefighter and that's kind Mm -hmm. of where our knowledge ends but yet there's so many other things that are out there that we start to get exposure to when we start to meet different people and talk about different things Mm -hmm. and I like also that you mentioned that you you got a different perspective on um what it means to work uh, a minimum wage job or kind of an entry-level job uh, mm-hmm. or unskilled job in, in, in some regards because a lot of parents are really scared that their young person is going to start working and they're going to get a taste of money because for yeah. the first time, like, as a student, you are poor. You have <laughs> you have no money. And then all of a sudden, you get this job where you get lots more hours than you're used to. You get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about your, your relationship with money when it came to going from being a student with minimal income to actually having a job. What did, what did that look like for you? Oh, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun just because I didn't have to pay many bills like phone and like all that stuff, yeah, I had to pay for it, but, like, rent, like, all the big ones, groceries, because I was still living at home, so that was definitely a privilege, but, uh, having all that money felt really, really good, and, like, you start debating whether you want to go back, just because it's fast money, and, like, serving was, like, really good, because, like, you'd leave with, like, $200 tips a night, plus, like, the hours you worked, and, like, it can rack up pretty well, especially because, like, I was just, like, 18 years old, getting, like, a lot of money, so it felt really good, but, um, yeah, no, it's just, you don't really learn how to spend it properly or save it. At least I didn't. And I didn't really handle it in a smart way to where I, what I could have been, especially now that, like, I'm living in Toronto. Just, I'm learning more of the value of money and how to handle it a bit better. And that's just, I wish I learned that a little bit sooner before, especially when I was working full time. Yeah, I love that. Um, money is a really slippery thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, you learn a lot when you have less of it sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, so being um, like an 18 year old or a 19 year old and getting access to money for the first time. It's a real learning experience and you can you can take a lot of it uh, and understand the, the value of it in a different way, which I think is is really cool. So I'm, I'm glad that you had that opportunity to to get some cash flow and to, to experiment with what that looks like before you got into post-secondary, because now you can take that learning and some of those uh, missed opportunities that you had and you're applying it now that you're a student, now that you've moved out, uh, you're applying those learnings in a completely different way which I think is is pretty cool um, and if we look at at kind of transformation so not just in money mindset but if you were to to describe James from grade 12 um, what would you what would you describe him as oh man he's a totally different person a lot more mature definitely didn't take things as serious like he 
skipped a lot of school just to go hang out with friends. Like, didn't really care because it's like you're forced to go. You don't really want to be there, but it's mandatory. So, especially with teenage rebellion and all that stuff, you just don't want to. It's fun to skip. It's fun to like do all that, but definitely a way less mature. Didn't really take things as serious, and now I've kind of learned to take things more serious and when to like apply that. Um, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a pretty cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to be friends with that James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then. You've taken a gap year and you, you've gone back to school. Um, what would you say the biggest difference is in who you are as a person because you took that, that gap year? Um, what, how are you a different person than you would have been if you went directly into school? Oh, man, I would have not taken it serious at all. Uh, if I went straight from high school, I'd feel like I'd probably just not want to be there just because I'm so used to the school schedule, kind of get sick of it. And... Uh, me taking that year off really let me appreciate just that it is really good to be able to go back to school. And instead of taking all these courses that you don't want to be taking, like you have to take like a something to get your science credit and like your math credit and English credit, you can, uh, you can kind of focus in, especially if you have more real world applications and real world experience where you can kind of gauge what you want to do more. And like, you're like, this is what I want to do. You can actually, instead of just taking all these courses you don't care about at all, you can go and do something you're really passionate about, something you really want to do. Like, if you love animals, you could become a vet or, like, zoologist. I'm sure that's a thing or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> but it's what you really care about. You can go to that class and you can be excited to learn and just do all this stuff. But if you don't really know what you want to do and you're just going into post-secondary, just to go into post-secondary, go into party... Like, you can still party and do what you love. Like, it's still, that's still a thing. Fun but, James yeah. is still there. Yeah. <laughs> it's still part of who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's really good to go and be able to learn about something you really want to do. I like that. I, I like the the fact that you can say how you're now you've now got a different perspective on that education and, and the fact that higher education is a little bit more honed in on mm. on what you're interested in and you're you're using that to uh, to your advantage which is which is so true um, I really really appreciate that. The other thing that stood out for me in what you were saying was the connection to experiential learning, how in high school you kind of have textbooks that you learn from and classes that you have to take, whereas you were talking about really connecting things to the real world and getting hands-on experience, which I think is a real great connection to gap years in general is that you have this opportunity to get out there and to get hands-on experience and then your education makes more sense because you can mm -hmm. connect it back to things that you've already experienced. Totally, yeah. So I'm sure that while you were working in the kitchen, you saw ventilation, you saw what happens when the, the, the air conditioning in your building goes down or some of the mm -hmm. other things. And therefore, when you stepped into your program, there, things make a little bit more sense because you can connect it to the real world. Mm -hmm. Totally. So I think that was a, another really, really cool thing that uh, that you mentioned that I wanted to highlight because I don't think a lot of people realize that people think you need to study and then you get experience and that's how experiential learning works. And, and sometimes it's actually more value if you flip it 
where you actually start with the experience, you realize things aren't working so well, then you get some education and you study because you know what you're trying to apply it to. So I think that's really neat. Um, if you could go back and speak to a grade 12 class at your high school right now and give them some advice or share with them what a gap year did for you or what you wish you knew when you were in grade 12 uh, about the gap year pathway. Is there anything that you would share with that grade 12 class? With the class, not just grade or a 12 person. Me? Or, um, or yourself, yeah. Even if you wanted to, to go back to grade 12, James, what would you what would you tell him? Um, I'm, I might be a little biased for this just because I'm really happy I did take my gap year. But uh, unless, like, you really know, like, since you're young, you always wanted to be a doctor, you always wanted to be a lawyer, just anything at all, just, like, unless you really know what you want to do and, like, you're kind of second-guessing it. I do feel confident in the fact that the gap year really helps you kind of feel things out rather than just kind of shooting a shot in the dark and just kind of jumping into something which could be a huge financial burden could like it could backfire if you don't like it but you could love it I'm not really sure but I definitely think it is good to feel around a little bit before you jump into post-secondary and like it's all right if you do that because I know some people like their parents even they wanted them to like just not take time off just jump right in post-secondary and yeah, it's it's okay to do that. It's good to do that. And I know some people like some people uh they take like multiple years. Off. I just took one year off, but some people take like 3 or 4 years off then go to school because then they really want to see what they're passionate about and they just want to have a clear vision before they take a big financial step. And like it can be a big time commitment. 4 years of your life going to school or 2 or 3 or however many you go, but it's just you want to be sure of what you want to do, you know? I love it. And you talked a little bit about um, parents there. Um, so was your family supportive of this decision? Or did they encourage you or discourage you uh, about this pathway? Oh, yeah. My mom definitely thinks it was a good idea that I took my year off. Yeah, that's great. Because I think some parents are a little bit uncertain. Um, and so what were some of the things that they did that allowed you to have a successful gap year? If you could give now some parent tips uh, about oh, what parents should do for their kids, if their kid is considering a gap year or on a gap year, was there anything that your family did that really helped you that you think other parents should do for other kids? Uh, yeah, definitely. They were very supportive, very supportive of me going from trying this job or trying this job or that job or anything like that and they're just very uh very patient because figuring it's it's a big commitment to go to post-secondary to pick out what you want to do for the rest of your life and just they understood that and they understood like hey if you want to take another year off there's no rush like they they cared more about happiness rather than successfulness and that all depends on how you measure success, whether it's like money or happiness or like having a family, having a good job, being single and like getting lots of girls or guys or whatever you want to do. But it all kind of depends on how you judge successfulness and the way they know the way like I would judge it and like which way I kind of view it, like just being happy. That's what's most important to me. And they understood that and they're really supportive in whichever way I found that to be. And I'd be happy with something that I love to do. So they're really supportive of me taking my time. Just they wouldn't be happy if I wasn't taking steps forward. 
if I'm just like sitting around all day, like smoking pot, sitting on my ass, doing nothing, playing video games, and they would not be happy. They'd still push me to be good and like try and get better every day. But yeah, just being supporting and understanding of what I want to do. I like that you identify that this is a big decision. And I think sometimes parents put that off and they kind of belittle what this step is. It's huge. Mm -hmm. You're leaving your comfort zone of your high school, your friends that you've been with for your entire educational career. You're now being asked to kind of step out of like adolescence into adulthood and there's Mm -hmm. lots of pressures that come. So I think that that was a really big thing that parents need to hear is that this is a big deal. Um, and it, and it is something to not be taken lightly and it is something to not be rushed. Mm -hmm. So I think that was one really good nugget that came out of it. And I've got two more that came out of that. Um, understanding what your kid's version of success is or your kid's version of happiness is, I think that that is something that a lot of parents need to check themselves on. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them sometimes look at look through their own lens of success and happiness. And yeah. it's because they love their kids and they want what's best for their kids. But sometimes they project their own values or their own ideas of what their kids should be doing or is capable of doing. Um, and, and so they're, they're pushing in a different way than, than what their kid is actually looking for. So I think it's really mm-hmm. important for parents to connect with their young person and to really have some really deep and meaningful conversations around what success and happiness looks like for them because a lot of parents have a little bit of a of a preconceived idea and sometimes there's a little bit of a misalignment with what's really going on so I think that's another big piece that you brought up that I think all parents should really hear And I like the fact that you said that your parents would not be satisfied if you were just sitting around playing video games, doing nothing, that there was a constant um, push and support that you always needed to be moving forward in some way. And I think that 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 is important, too. It doesn't need to be you're going a million miles an hour in the direction. Even if you're inching forward, that is making progress. And parents need to to understand what that what is a reasonable pace for their kids to be moving themselves forward, Um, because everybody is coming at their gap year with different um, expectations, different goals, different barriers that they're working through. And the pace at which they're going to be moving themselves forward is going to be different. So I think having conversations around what that expectation is and what that reality is will be a very, very key piece to having a gap year that will feel successful both from the parental and the student uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you, 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 dealt us some really golden nuggets in that, in that answer. You look surprised, but you did. (laughs) Amazing. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share with the audience, uh, the listeners today, uh, about your gap year experience? I don't know. Try lots of things. Just really put yourself out there, meet lots of people because information it's like, it's really spread through talking to people and like the friends you have and like just the things you do. So really putting yourself out there, really get a feel of what you want to do. Not even what you want to do, just have fun. Just, yeah, just do that. I love it. Amazing. Well, James, thank you so much for sharing your story and all of your your wisdom with us today. (laughs) And uh, I look forward to sharing this podcast with the audience. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 